Niggas, see this shit. This is this is thirty seconds, forty oh, wow. seconds. Oh well, I mean, it's funny because I started this by saying this is a very casual thing. So I guess this is even more casual because yeah, <laughs> you casual. guys are listening or watching. I literally forgot to hit record on the audio. So um, welcome back, I guess. <laughs> Even though we never left, every, every welcome that I said before has gone down the drain. So yeah, welcome mm. back, you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to recap, I have my guy with me, Mixmaster Chu, my brother. What up? Yeah. So yeah, we're talking about stuff. Yes, yeah, <laughs> a couple things, man. But yeah, just so we we'll just get back into it. Huh. We're talking about Houston and um, oh, how I'm off schedule and off yeah. pace. Yeah, man, just the the time to recharge. Basically, what we're saying, I guess, for the people who never got it because he never hit record. <laughs> nobody, nobody even got it, man. That's um, sad. As a, <laughs> as a DJ, right, people think that I am the most extroverted person in the world. I always want to be around people. One, yeah. in reality, that is the complete opposite of my nature. Up, up, like total opposite. Total opposite of my nature. I like people, obviously, yeah, cool. I like uh, entertaining people, but I'm naturally shy. Interesting. And I'm naturally overthinking a reaction. So, like, the most comfortable I am with a person is when I know, when I can, how do I say this? The most comfortable I am with people is when I know how they feel about me. So, How do you know? By them telling you or just by you? No, by me being around them long enough. Being around enough. them long yeah. enough. Okay. That's what comfortability is, right? You know, True. like you, you're only really comfortable with people if you know how they perceive you. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's how I feel comfortable. Um, but, nah, for the most part. And it's it's hard to know that with strangers and people in general. Mm. So, if, so if that's your truth, then what would you now say is your favorite part of being a DJ? Cause so if, oh no no see I so like like yeah what what part about being a DJ do you genuinely enjoy because I can see how if your regular trait is an opposite of the whole socialized persona of a DJ I could see how even when you're in that scene you could feel yeah. the stress you could take a toll on you yeah so what part about... Jesus. <laughs> hey relax. <laughs> I apologize, viewers. I mean, listeners. It's okay. Wesley is also a special guest. Wesley is choosing. Yeah, yeah. Wherever I go, he go. Stop. Hmm. Obedience. But um, so what would you then say is your favorite part of being a DJ? Where it's it's not even work. It's just mm. you're genuinely enjoying it. Entertaining. Just huh. like so. So that's what that's what I try to. I'm weird because I do like to be around people. Okay. But just not for forever. That's why oh. I said, like, most of my day 
I'm alone and I do a lot of things alone. Hmm. Not that I don't like people. It's just that people take a lot of energy. And when I'm around people, I give a lot of energy, you know? Hmm. So, like, you can tell as, as, I, as I DJ, as I'm on set, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And that's a lot of energy. So, it, it gets draining. But my favorite part about being a DJ would be just... My favorite part is the people's reaction when I get when I have them on point. Mm. When I when I'm it's almost like you're telling a story, right? And you're just playing with people's emotions and you're making them feel a certain type of way. And you can't and like all these words, you can't really explain it. It's just how it feels when you see people genuinely enjoy themselves. Mm. And it's not even from the perspective of, oh, I did that. No, it's not I did that. It's damn. Like, of course, like I'm I'm on fire, but damn. People are actually, you don't know what it is to influence somebody in that way until you do it. Just for example, right? Mm-hmm. If, this, if this kicks off, right? Well, it, when it kicks off, right? As it's exactly. kicking off. As it's kicking <laughs> off, right? No table talk. Imagine you have people say, oh my God, I love your um, talk show, this and that, this and uh-huh. that, that. It makes me feel like this. It makes me feel like that. Like, I got this from this. I got that. You can't describe that. The feeling you get from that. Mm. You know, I actually feel you on that because, I mean, from if people watched or listened or watched the first episode and they heard me and Aura talking about, like, summarize how this started and the whole journey and everything. Yeah. Like, over the past year, like, as small as Notable Talk was, especially on Instagram and YouTube, there were, there were a committed set of people. Yeah. That I never asked for, but just felt the need to be there. Yeah. So it was almost like a clique of people that were no table talk and would just come together and they would just be there. No matter who I'm having or who I'm talking to, yeah. they would just be there or they'll watch it back or they'll listen to it back after they go live. And I've had them tell me what no table talk means to them, how, especially during COVID, yeah. how it gave them uh, a culture or, or, or a society of people. Yeah. Really. And I know exactly how, you, how that yeah. feels. But I couldn't really describe it in yeah, words. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I so, couldn't really describe it in words. Yeah, I feel you though. It's like a craft, man, and you know. And I know, like people will say. I know there's some people for publicity. You'll be like, oh, people come here, stress, and then they go through things in their life and this and that, <laughs> and you know, you're <laughs> really, you're really, yeah, deep. no, that might be. That's the case. You don't know what anybody's going through, obviously, True. and. But that's not what you think about when you're up there. Mm. For me personally, that's not what I think about. When I'm DJing and I'm in my zone, all I think about is... All I'm thinking about is how to make them move. Mm. You know? And and every every song takes you somewhere. Mm. So, like... And, that's, that's, and that, that comes down to... My the worst part about me, what the worst thing I hate about being a DJ is when I cannot move the crowd. When I've tried everything, I, they're, if, they're just not responding, and they're just not responding. You know, uh, huh? And that's why I talk a lot. Most DJs don't talk because they don't get it. Like that's why I said it's entertainment. Mm. It's not playing music. Excuse you me, know, okay. you when you entertain somebody, speech is involved. 
Mm. You have to hit them on all fronts. So you hit them with music that you they like, that's spiritual, right? And then you hit them with vocals. That means they're making a connection with you. Mm. They're talking to you. It's So therefore, it's no longer an iPod playing. It is me serenading you with music, giving it to you. Hmm. And then, this you know. These are some, some, D, some deep DJ pistols right here, man. Bro, <laughs> man, this thing is. And what's funny is that, like, it's a way of. I don't know how to explain it, man. Because you can't explain a lot of these things because it's just something that you just clicks and you know it. Because people mm. are like, oh, um, DJing is something, you either you got it or you don't. Just like in a lot of things in life. So you just know? not anybody can do it. I mean, anybody can play music. Yeah, but they but can't DJ. Anybody can't DJ. Anybody can't connect. Okay, so, so so DJing is more than the actual skills of working a board. It's, it's way more than the actual skills. Of working the board. Obviously, the board is a tool. Huh. Yeah, you know the all the board all all the board is is a tool. All music is are the tools. Uh. That's all it is. But the person driving is how you drive. You know, and not and not everybody can drive. Like if you if you if you're on the highway right now, you're going 85. You see a lot of accidents too. You see a lot of people, a lot of characters. All you can do is control yourself. But most people don't know that the way you drive affects everybody around you. So I'm driving. Yeah, most people drive with the intent of worrying about where they're going. Me, when I brake, I look behind and see how fast the person is braking behind me. Mm -hmm. I look in front and I see who's braking in front. I look beside, making sure if I'm going to turn, that I'm watching out for everybody on the other side. That's how it is when you DJ. But most people listen to music for self. So most people, right, think about it. Like the driver scenario. Most people, when they play music, all they do is worry about them. Mm. Like them playing music themselves. Yeah, them playing music themselves. You know, for themselves. Mm. But when I play music, I worry about everybody in the crowd. Worry about whom? Where is this person from? What age range are they? Um, if they like this song, most likely they're gonna like this song. Mm. You know, um, and it's something that so it all ties back into I said that not everybody can do it because it gets to a point where you don't even know how you're doing what you're doing mm. because all all of the skill that you learned, all of the experience that you learned. From the first time you started the DJ Wait, to how did this nigga <laughs> yeah, he's, what he got hops. <laughs> this man this man should be in the NBA man yeah. yeah all your experience compiles and it leads to literally magic because the way the brain works is just a lot of subconscious things happen that you can't explain mm. so when I'm sometimes I'll be in a crowd I'll be DJing I'll be playing a set this and that and it'll be difficult for me to figure out who's from where. Or what it is, then I start to talk and I start to ask them. Sometimes they won't respond, depending on where you are. And then I'll start to play this record, this record, this record, and see kind of what they like. Okay. And then once I once I get like a specific reaction or a specific response, then it just takes off. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing after that. Like I'm not subconscious. It's just subconscious. subconscious. I'm just, just, it's just the, 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 you know, like last night, 
initially I was I was a little tired getting on set, and I just started to play, and you know with the crowd that I do sometimes it's it's not like the average crowd. There's a lot of people who have money, a lot of people who spend money, a lot of people who come to the club as a recreational sport. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get stuck in their ways. They get stuck in what, what they want to hear and this and that. And sometimes they just come and chill. And for me, like I told you earlier, my the worst thing I hate about being a DJ is not being able to make anybody move. Even though you might be enjoying yourself just chilling, listening to me. No, I hate that. If you're not moving, there's, it's, not, it's no positive reinforcement for me. It makes mm-hmm. me go insane. It makes me rack my brain. Like, is it me? Like, I go mm-hmm. through doubts and shit. Like, am I trash? Am I like, am I fucking up? This and that, that, so on and so forth. So you have to make, you make a way to entertain people. And I was, like I said, um, I was reading the crowd initially yesterday, and it was, there was a little stiff, this and that. There's people in the corner having a blast. So I was catering to them, mm. and. Eventually, I just stopped the music. I talked to the crowd a little bit. I asked them where they're from, this and that. Responses here, responses there. And it was getting crazy, this and that. And I play a song and I get that first initial reaction and then everything's on autopilot. Hmm. So I say, see, you got it or you don't. Man, you know what, bro? I'm listening to you, yeah, and you were talking, and so many things are popping into my head. And I was kind of, as you were talking, I was thinking about the things in my head. Yeah. And it was almost, I was confirming certain things about this. Yeah. About just how this has been going from when I first started it. And even, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just share them real quick. So, I, I realized that you made an analogy of um, DJing and driving the crowd to actual driving. Yeah. And guy, I drove Uber for three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that at the end of the day, for someone to step out of your car and give you five stars, yeah. It's more than you just first of all knowing how to drive a car. Yeah. It's more than you taking them from point A to point B. Yeah. I mean sometimes that's what it takes some people to yeah. give you five stars as long as you take them to the destination. Yeah. Some people want to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Even when you don't want to. <laughs> Some people don't want to have a conversation yeah. with you. And a lot of the time, it's up to me to kind of figure that out. Yeah. I mean, they step into my car, I, I greet them. And I, I, even though I don't feel like having a conversation, the way they respond to me, and maybe if they ask me, if they make a comment or if they bring something up, yeah. and I can read that, they want to have a conversation. Sometimes I make myself yeah. have a conversation yeah. with them. I'm just tasking sometimes. Exactly. For some yeah. people, they want to have a conversation, and I, I, I'm willing to have the conversation with them, and it's really not work. Yeah. For some people, they just want to be left alone. Exactly. And I leave, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way, so I'm happy to not leave you alone. You get, and people who step out and give you five stars, but they give five stars for totally different reasons. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, you're saying that, and I was like, that makes so much sense because outside having the board, outside having the mic, outside having the latest music or a good mix or whatever, uh, there, there are lots of particulars because you probably have to read the crowd to what they're responding to, what kind of music they like. I know it's curious thing. What? You're doing all of that live. Yeah, so it's not like oh, this and that. Like it's all that's, in real that's time. Crazy. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. You, you, you can't go back and edit. You can't do this and Bro. like everything. And if you if you if you're a DJ that really cares, 
there's people that just play. They just do what the fuck they want to do. Honestly, mm. they just they do what they want to do and they get away with it. You know, they might get the crowd lit here and there, but like if you've been doing this as consistent as I've, as I've been doing it, and you really care and you cater to people that's multicultural, not even just like okay, my life would be so sweet if I was just a hip hop DJ. <laughs> If I was just doing well, dancehall, you, don't, you yeah. don't do a certain genre. Yeah. Like, if I was just doing dancehall, my life would be sweet. Or Afrobeat straight, my life would be sweet. Or hip hop straight, my life would be sweet. But I'm in a I'm in a space where it's Africans here, Caribbeans here, and not not even talk about Africans. African Nigeria, even in Africa, Nigeria, we are not the only one in Africa. <laughs> Nigeria, so we are not the yeah. only one in Africa. I know say we carry fest, but still, we are not the only one. Bro, there's be South Africans that I got to cater to. People from Cameroon, Ivory Coast, Scot- mm. yes, they're early on. They want to hear their music. The Caribbeans want to hear their music. The hip-hop people, the, um, I guess you could say black Americans or people born in the United States, yeah. they want to hear hip-hop. You know, some, some ladies want to hear R&B. And then, you know, the hip-hop people... They get tired quick. We Africans, we listen to everything because, you know, yeah. we've ha- we America influences a lot of yeah. things that we do over true, in, true. in Nigeria, right? True. Or in Africa in general. True. So we listen to the everything. We got patience. We listen to it. But Americans, once you start to play their music or African music or Caribbean music, they might vibe to like the three that they know and then dance a little bit and then eventually the energy be like that. And then eventually they drink. Eventually they're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. But, you know, so it's a balance, and you have to see that. You have to pick up on that. So I'm, I'm not only thinking about the song I played, song I played before, the song I'm gonna play next. I'm thinking about I have to watch every single person. Mm. How is this person? How is these people reacting? And I watch them in groups, so it's not single them out, but this person, how's this person reacting? You gotta remember where all the birthdays are. So you can cater, so you can point specifically another, to them. That's another thing. You gotta remember. You gotta remember. You gotta watch when the lights are coming out, the bottles are coming out. You gotta watch all that stuff. Sometimes you have to download a song on fly because you forgot, or because it just came to your mind and like, oh, it's gonna be a hot heat right now. And the worst part about, not the worst part, but this is when you know you got magic. You know you have magic when you take people places that they never expected to go. So like they like, yeah, like to play something on their. When you know, so when I'm talking about like, obviously people like the popular music. Uh, yeah. Obviously people like the, uh, um, people like current music. They like their African music. <clears throat> they're African. They like their dancehall. Their dancehall. Yeah. They like their hip hop. If they love hip hop, this and that. But when I say take you place that you never thought you you ever wanted to go, is when you play. I believe I can fly. I believe, and everybody and they didn't see that shit coming. And everybody, and everybody sings, everybody it, sings it, it together. When you, when you play, I wanted that with Backstreet yeah, Boys, and yeah, nobody. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, if yeah. you play that song earlier, as in like, let's say around one o'clock, one thirty, people will be looking at you like, "What the what fuck are you, are, you, what are you doing?" But when you True. get the, when you, it's like it's like hypnosis. When you've been killing shit from okay, let's say you you first walk into the club, you've been killing stuff, right? Mm. Um, you set up the mood, this and that, and then like prime time around one o'clock to two o'clock or whatever. Prime time is coming in. You start to go off with the hits, this and that, and people are singing and doing this, and you're making them move, and you've got them convinced. Mm. You're you're a maestro, you're a choir conductor. Con- you've, you've yeah, got yeah. them. You've got them convinced. Bro, that's a lot of. Like, <laughs> that's a lot of power, man. Bro, you really <laughs> think about it. 
Like I say, I say jump, they jump. They jump I right, say yeah. move, they move. And then you get them to the point where if you had played this song early, they'd be like, what the fuck? But you get them to a point, of course, Shio's involved too, but still, you get them to a point where now they're singing a song that everybody knows, everybody knows it, but they're singing it with so much conviction. Yeah. I, 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 know, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Ah, oh, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. That That's how when moments like just swag surfing happens. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Things like, like every, ah! And people, pe- and <laughs> people like, the thing of, the reason people come to the club is because they want to be told what to do. People like to follow. Instinctively. They, <laughs> no, no, if, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be, I'm breaking this down, man. I, 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 can, <laughs> I can see how this conversation yeah. is segwayed into. <laughs> no, because, no. It is something very interesting. Yeah, people, genuinely, people don't want to, if, if people took responsibility of their own enjoyment, or they took responsibility of um, making themselves happy, they won't come to the club. They just mm. they just played some records. Yeah. This and that. But people come for an experience, and they come to be told what to do, how to have fun, to be entertained. I feel like that's very human. Yeah, that's 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 what I said. Human beings in general. That's why human. That's why I people feel like come. it's very human. Yeah, and and that's what every that. Everybody who makes the most money in this world <laughs> is a seller of dreams. Look, you bought an Apple computer for a specific reason. And everybody knows, you know, you, it's a it's a great device. It's that, but no, it tells you how to feel. It's, it makes yeah. It, so because you have a, a Mac, right? Yeah. You could have got a PC. God forbid. Does the same thing. Does <laughs> the exact same thing. But Macintosh, it lets you know. It gives you a specific value about yourself, and it lets you know how to feel. When when you when you it let, that's really what it, it lets you know how to feel. When you buy new shoes, <laughs> it lets you know how to feel. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's. I know, like people say, okay, cool. It makes me feel good. Uh, no, it's letting you know how to feel. It's letting you know. How, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that yeah. object ain't doing shit. So when I play music, when I when they come into the club, when they step in. My job is to let them know how to feel. Mm. So whatever, like, if they don't want to turn up, no. You, when you come to this space, there's one rule. You must have fun. That's what you come expecting. That's what you're paying for. Mm. You're paying to be told how to feel. Because when you leave, you're probably going to return back to normal life. Mm. When the weekend ends, return back to normal life. Yeah, man. It's yeah, a com- I never, I, hot commodity. First of all, I feel like I need to apologize because I, I never. I mean, I knew, I knew your, I knew your craps was was very interesting and very um, wasn't a very common one, but man. No, no, definitely. I never really thought to speak into it. I know it's funny speaking on what you said about reactions and people's reactions. Yeah. I remember, I remember when it happened for you. I remember when it happened for Tunde. Yeah, because Tunde, one of our guys, are also yeah. DJs too. I remember I was in one of your, I was at one of your gigs, and yeah. I was with Josh. And, and you, you were playing, you were doing your thing, yeah? Yeah. And I looked at Josh, I was like, because obviously Josh goes out more than me, he goes yeah. to your stuff more than me. That, yeah. that's, not, that's not my scene. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I'm very, very nah, chill. I'm very, I'm, 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 I'm an Indos, I'm a homebody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I was at one of your gigs, and I just, I turned to Josh, I was like, guy, 
She was savvy, man. Because <laughs> I, was, I, was I was looking at it, I was like, this, this shit, is, it's obviously more than just playing music. Yeah. And I was watching everything, I was watching the crowd, I was watching, I was like, yeah, first of all, I, 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 this is definitely for a certain set of people. Yeah. That are either chosen for this, <laughs> or they decide to be qualified enough for yeah. it. Which even makes me wonder, what made you want to be a DJ at all? Because I, I didn't know you. Yeah. Really well prior to you being a DJ. Yeah. When I first knew you, you were already ca- you were already into it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even though your life wasn't where it is now. Yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. Shout out, shout to David and Victor's couch. Man, <laughs> shout out to David and first of all that couch. That, I hope that couch. couch is, that, I hope that couch is into anybody's Ooh, house right now man. because that couch has suffered. I know. Oh. I should have. I should have took it to storage. <laughs> Put but, in my time capsule. Yeah, things are definitely very different in oh, every single. Oh way. yeah, yeah. So I, when I first knew you, were already into DJing, but what even made you want to even? Because it was almost like you oh. forsook everything. Yeah, yeah. And it, decided to pursue. So what it is, man? It's just like, um. So how I started DJing was in college, and. It was, it was kind of a joke, but it wasn't a joke, you know, because I won an um, iPad from um, Southern Polytechnics at university, right? We had a com- little competition, dorm room competition, and I won an iPad. And then on that iPad, there was a DJ app. Mm. I downloaded the DJ app. And then I started messing with the DJ. I was like, yo, this is so cool. This was when? This was like 2012. Huh. 20, yeah, 20, uh, no, no, 20, 2013. So about nine years ago. Yeah, ish, yeah. Yeah, 2013, something like, something like that. You've been doing this for nine years? Yeah, about, I oh. mean, yeah. I can tell you when I really got serious, but, you know, for the most part, that's when I first touched yeah. music like that. You know, but, you know, I also played orchestra. I played orchestra for like seven, well, all through high school and some, like the first year of college. Yeah, you played the guitar, right? Yeah, and I play the guitar. So I play violin. I play guitar. Play violin. Yeah, I play maestro, guitar maestro, for like maestro. seven years. So, anyways, back to the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a DJ app, and I was playing hip hop music and this and that. And I I would go to this EDM like rave place called the Quad off Spring Street, but they closed down. But that was like the place to go, like. But they only played like EDM, you know, things like that. Yeah, house music, and I would. I would see the DJ up there, and I would be, I guess you could say, not star, I'm not starstruck, but I'd be, I'd admire it, mm. because of how the DJ was making me feel, you know, the music, I genuinely love music, this and that, so I did a couple house parties here and there, you know, and then, um, you ever been a fad? Yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, so like. Yeah, as David, um, Emenike, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Emeka, some other guys, right? They would do like a um, cl- they would do like a club party on the at the um, ballroom of Fat. You know, yeah, Fat is a yeah. restaurant. The other side is a event hall or yeah. whatever. And they tried to make it like a club, so like every Friday or Saturday, they would um, charge to get in ten dollars, this and that, and people would come in. They'll have some drinks. Maybe a little hookah, this and that. So the stuff they, so so the stuff they they do now, like the people you mentioned, they've been into that kind of thing for. Um, like nah, they, like, I mean, they can't. Learn. It was just like a like they've been trying to do it, but you know, like 
college because mm. we all met in college, right? Mm. So they they would they would throw like little house parties and stuff like that. You know, from house parties, then they tried to do like a little mm. private event club thing. Right? But anyways, David was the one who was DJing before me. David used to DJ too. Yeah, yeah. Magic Beats. Yeah, exactly. Magic Beats. So That's David true. was the one DJing at Fad, right? Huh. And I would go there. I'd be like, yo, this and that, 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 that. It's crazy like how life works. <laughs> no, for real, like I was, I was looking at David nah, like, oh, I know, David. I know. It's, crazy, it's crazy to think about. Man. You know what I'm trying to say? I was looking at David like, David Isabi, like everybody, he would go, he would go just, he would be playing and playing, and people would be like moving, it's like ah, I'm like oh my god, I, I, and you know I was doing like a couple things here and then I, would, I asked David, yo, let me open up, let me pull up, mm. you know, let me open up. I have my laptop, I've got my little $150 controller. I saved every penny to buy that $150 controller. I have my little thing, and I would be DJing, you know, the opening set of Fad. And while doing all this, I was working at Pizza Hut, and I hated that job. <laughs> Anyways, man, David, yeah, David let me open up for him at Fad. You know, Emanike, them niggas ain't want to pay me shit. Sometimes I leave there with like $20. Yeah, of course they didn't want to pay, but that's cool. That, that had nothing to do with it, man. Yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be in that space. It's almost like I'm a very technical person. You know, I like to do things. I like to do things well. And I like to, DJing was almost like, how some people play FIFA. That's how DJ felt like me to me. It was like some people play FIFA. I want to. Yeah, no, FIFA is very it, intuitive. It's it, very yeah. DJ yeah. for me is like that. When I first touched it, I was hooked. I was mm. addicted. I was like, ah, this is dope. I didn't know that I was gonna be doing it to this level. You know, I just wanted to look cool. I want to be like, I wanted to. I wanted that feeling, and I also wanted to genuinely. I like when people. I like how. Me doing well makes other people feel, because it makes me feel good too. You know, so give me an instance, huh? Give me an instance. Um, as in, like that's anybody. Like for example, right? Um, let's say you 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 play sports, mm. and you score a touchdown. Obviously, you feel good about that. But if nobody was there to cheer you on, would you really feel? <laughs> yeah, if nobody was there to be like, "Oh my God, you did!" Okay, it, it diminishes the feeling. So yeah. that's why that's what I mean by that, you know. Yeah. But damn, okay, let me let me fast forward so because it's a long ass story. <laughs> um, yeah, so after that, um, I went to uh, this place called Remix. David was also DJing there. This is a real club, not the fad thing. This David upgraded. David, David did some it's things. So, it's so funny how I, I, I met David when he was coming out. I met yeah. him when he like, stepped yeah, in. Yeah. That's, that's interesting, man. David was, David was some hot shit back then, man. But um, he, he did, he did um, Love Lounge, the original Love Lounge. I wonder what made him stop. I've never asked him that before. Um, I don't know. I would ask him. I don't know what made him stop, but... Oh. But yeah, it was like um, politics, most likely. I'll, mm. I'll get I'll get into that after. This is my my assumption because mm. I can I can see why. I know some DJs who stop because it's it's more of a people thing. Mm. It's more of a dealing with people thing than it is about the craft. About the craft. But yeah, Dave was killing shit. He did love too, but he he put he was promoting with um he was DJing under a promoter at Re Remix now called Pegasus, and um. His name was Bad Guy JB. And I asked David to put in a word for me, like, yo, let me just come open up this and that. And then I opened up. 
and I was DJing, opening up, and he was closing, and I was opening up. Like I said, I wouldn't get paid shit. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes, even the gas I would take to go there, maybe they'll give me that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and all of a sudden, David just stopped, you know, stopped DJing, and I just kept going. And there was a closer. There was a guy. There was another DJ that came at Remix. I'm a Jamaican dude, DJ Squatty. What up? <laughs> um, yeah, he, he was dope too. He was a dope ass DJ. What I felt like that at the time. No, he was he's still dope, but like, you know, when you first start in anything, the people who are good but not like the creme of the creme seem like, oh, mind blowing to you. But mm-hmm. yeah, he was dope. Then I got I just got better. I just got better. Like I said, I I I put time and effort into it. I go home, do my crates, do my research, download music, all that stuff, figure out, learn from him. I learned a lot from him, especially the Caribbean music. I learned a lot. Learned how to play, how to transition different ways. Then from remix, I started to learn how to talk a little bit. You know? Um, it was one of those things where I just kept getting better and better and better and better and it just spiraled into what it is right now. Hmm. I just kept getting better and it's just like, it's crazy. From that remix, is, that inspires me for this. Yeah, from remix. That inspires me for this. Man. I went to Queens. By James Jones. James Jones helped me get into Queens. I did Love Lounge a little bit. Maybe a couple times. Um, from Queens, Equal picked me up. Equal Equal heard about me. I didn't even know that he heard about me or anything like that. And So your relationship with Equal isn't a recent thing at all? No, it's been uh, years. Huh. Years. Since Queens. I, I know if anybody ever been to Queens in Atlanta, you know how long I'm talking. Hmm. Queens has been around like since almost 2014. Hmm. Around that, that's when I, that's when Equal put, put me on. He, he, I guess him. He saw me this and that. Okay, he can help me this and that. Almost like a mentor. And then took me to Lions, and from Lions, everything popped up. Everything went. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things. You asked me the, the initial question, guys was. <laughs> <laughs> What made me start DJing? What made me keep going or this and that? It was one of those things where I started, I loved it, and I just kept getting better. Grab a glass of wine or a cup of tea Cause you're listening to No Table Talk